I've never seen dirty hair look so good. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, go to my Instagram. I am underscore zero. Just go there. You will see me looking good. I actually put effort into my looks. Uh, typically, I put effort on the podcast as well. But today is just not that day for me. It's really not. It's very, very gloomy. It's very grey. But are we surprised? I'm in England. <laughs> I'll try and bring that greyness to the footage to at least mask the fact that my face is looking very sickly but anyway it's fine it's cool hello my name is Zuru and this is the how it's doing me podcast welcome here we'll discuss everything under the sun and explore how they make us feel or at least attempt to with each new month we explore an exciting new topic and this month we will be looking at the absolute scam that is online dating this is chapter one how did i get here okay so i wanted to add a bit more spice to the podcast and break it up into like digestive bits so it's not boring and it's not just like one big segment and this brings us to the first segment of the podcast toxic truths my toxic truth for today is I set my location to Tokyo, Japan, like everyone else during the Olympics, to see the potential pretty, athletic, fine, tall, strong, available men's from all over the world. Is that crazy? Is that crazy? I mean, you lot did it too. Don't lie. Don't lie. You did it too. I didn't message anyone at least. I'm not that bold. Hello, hello. I'm in the middle of editing this episode and I realise that I have a clip from when I set my location to Japan. I will insert it here. Enjoy. Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. So, um, I was watching a YouTube video and she was, the girl was talking about how people are setting their Tinder locations to Japan because they want to match with Olympians. And I said, ha! why not and i said well tinder costs money so i didn't do that <laughs> bought hinge doors for free and i set it to uh, tokyo and let me tell you <laughs> the men are beautiful huh. anyway let me go back to work online dating is a scam um did i say that because it's searchable and kind of good for the algorithm yeah do i mean it kind of I mean it more than I don't. I do understand that it works and has worked amazingly well for some people and they found the love of their lives online. But the sheer amount of weirdos you have to go through before you find a reasonable person is insane. The one thing traditional dating does is limit the number of people you meet physically because you only have one body and can only be in one place at a time. So you meet a handful of people at a time, but online, there's thousands there's also something about being behind a screen that gives people this unexplained boldness to just say whatever without concern but before i get carried away i will start from the beginning in the beginning in the beginning in the beginning yeah the journey to putting myself out there I, like many others, want to be in a committed, long-term relationship, which will hopefully lead to marriage. It's been a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. I don't quite remember when, and more importantly, why it became a dream. 
when I was still a child myself, I've had time to sit down and ask myself if it's something I want because I was told I wanted it or if I want it because I actually truly want it. I realise a lot of it has to do with teaching girls to aspire to marriage or raising kids or an insanely young age and the general adultification and sexualization of little girls. And if adultification was not a word, I just made it one. Okay? Okay. Are we still saying that? Cardi B needs to come up with new sayings. But I believe I want kids because I want them. I mean, society might have succeeded in brainwashing me, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Maybe it was born from a desire to be free, to feel less lonely. I have no clue because I only just now considered the possibility that I was potentially trying to fill a void or feel better. I'll have to think about that more. I refuse to unpack that now in front of the camera because it's just yeah I like to filter my vulnerability before I come on here <laughs> uh no I'll, I'll have a think about that in private fast forward a few years and I was in my first relationship this was when I was in uni um if you listen to my previous episodes you know that I dealt with a lot of self-image issues and low-key still deal with them today um it defined a lot of my decisions in the past and naturally defined my mentality when I got into my first relationship. I felt undesirable, undesired, whatever, all through primary and high school. Which by the way, why the fuck was I even thinking about being desirable in primary school? I was a preteen. God almighty. Anyway, it got worse in high school. <laughs> Because at that point, puberty hit and everyone was getting little boyfriends and girlfriends and I felt like an outcast in a way. Uh, looking back, I wasn't the only single person, uh, but hindsight is 2020. and at the time, I felt like I was. Is that where I developed FOMO? Hmm. I'm going to put a pin in that. I'll revisit that another day. Anyway, what I'm getting at is that before my first relationship in university, I had decided that I'd say yes to the first person, the first guy, (laughs) who asked me out. On three, roll your eyes with me. And three, two, one. Yep. Stupid, very stupid decision. Anyway, I was friends with more guys than girls in high school and me being the straight shooter that I am, I would ask the guys, like, yo, what's going on? (laughs) Nobody likes me. And they said guys wouldn't ask me out even if they liked me because they were intimidated by me. I don't know why, but in this moment, that annoys me. (laughs) I'm angry. (laughs) But anyway, um, I was stronger than most of them at the time and I was not a damsel in distress and apparently that intimidated them so even if they did like me they wouldn't say I don't know why I feel like femininity is has been reduced to just being this 
helpless being who needs a man to carry things for her and pick her up when she falls and you know i I don't know it's like it's stupid (laughs) i was gonna say sometimes people tie it to chivalry which i don't think is right i think chivalry is i know you can do it but i'm doing it for you to show that i like you and just to be of help to you and with my highest love language being acts of service i appreciate that being the independent woman that i am i do things for myself i really don't need you to do things for me but i want you to you know like i want you to be able to say let me take that off your plate let me help you with that so i appreciate chivalry but i feel like some people twist it into for me to help you means that you cannot do it yourself and if you can do it yourself then you don't need my help and that's true i don't need your help i want your help you know i want you to do it for me and to like do things for me or help me with stuff and all of that to show me that you care do you get what i mean like i want to be soft around you but if you don't take that initiative to offer the help knowing that i fully can do it myself i'm not gonna sit here and beg you especially when i'm not in a relationship with you i don't know it's very difficult for me to explain it but i i don't like it i don't like when people just assume and expect women to be damsels and damsels in distress if you see a woman doing something and you want to help offer your help if you like a woman and you want to help her then offer to help her regardless of whether or not she's got it um yeah but i don't know maybe i was expecting a little too much from high school boys but yeah it is what it is i'm glad i didn't change for the attention of guys but resolving to date the next guy who had the courage to ask me out was a bit extra also why did i think it was courageous to ask me out i'm not a freaking dragon what the heck as ridiculous as it sounds i did date the first guy who asked me out i also ended the relationship shortly after <laughs> i may go into that in another episode i need to mentally prepare myself for that anyway don't worry i wasn't broken hearted or anything it was fine um <laughs> when my first relationship ended i felt relief i was so happy i was so so happy uh i was worried about the breakup because i knew it was coming and i knew i was gonna call it off um and i was worried about it i wasn't sure how i was gonna feel Uh, but when it happened i was so happy i bought myself a 16 inch pizza and a three liter bottle of coke and i signed up to netflix on the exact same day and i had a blast and that was the day i fell in love with korean dramas Because the first thing I watched was a Korean drama and I was like, oh my god, why haven't I had Netflix before now? 
anyway. <laughs> it felt like a literal dark cloud had lifted. Like I took off the Gotham filter on my life and put the Disney one on instead. The places I'd been with him looked so much brighter. Initially, I felt like I needed someone to replace him. But with time, I realized I needed to heal and work through all the crap that was left behind before I tried to date again. Then in 2021, I decided I was ready to try online dating. Um, I set up a bunch of profiles and filmed the process because I wanted to talk about it on my personal channel in a lighthearted way. But shit got very real very quickly. I think I'm still going to do that video, just the concept I had in my mind is very different from what it's actually going to be. Oh, I completely forgot to say this to the audio listeners. I am recording this episode the same day I recorded the previous episode, so if my voice is very raspy, I don't know why. I think my mum has given myself and my brother something. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's fine. We both woke up with really raspy voices and we're like, what is going on? But anyway, it doesn't hurt, so it's fine. The decision to try online dating wasn't grand or strategic. I woke up one day, was curious and decided to try it out. Now, how did it make me feel? Hmm. I was more shocked that I did it more than anything. I told my mom I did it after a while because I wasn't sure what her reaction would be, but she was chill. She was more worried about me going out to meet these men in person, understandably so, but we made the decision not to tell my grandma. <laughs> my grandma is currently trying to pimp me out, you guys. Okay, maybe pimp is too strong a word, but she's trying to find me a man and I, I don't like it. Unlike it. Her criteria for a good man is um different from what I want. And you know all the African people always thinking they know more than you about your own life and stuff. They don't quite realize that the world has changed um from back in their day to now, especially grandparents. They don't really realize how much the dating scene has changed, how much um feminism has you know done for women and how the whole concept of the man being the sole breadwinner and the woman being the stay-at-home wife is not for everyone anymore and to be honest i don't even know if it's sustainable financially for just the one person to bring the money i feel like um it's not really great for men's mental health to be the only person paying all these bills it's a lot of money it's a lot of bills to pay so yeah i don't, I don't think they quite realize that when they be acting like they know best it's funny now because i'm not near her and i can't ignore her but imagine she lives close by oh boy speaking of people in my business some family friend and honestly we need to stop calling these strange adults family friends they're friends of our parents and that's it we're out here calling them friends like they're our personal friends this is the type of shit that blurs the boundaries of relationships and confuses children and gives them a false sense of security some of these grown adults and god help you they're terrible people and they try to 
or actually harm the child. Instead of children to think a stranger did bad things to them, they think it's a friend and manipulation or God forbid grooming can actually happen. It's creepy. Let's stop it. I remember as a child being made to call this rich uncle Big Daddy. (laughs) It was the weirdest shit ever and I hated it. Thankfully, he was a sweet man and nothing ever happened, but there was still no need for me to call him daddy. He is not my dad. Also, I don't like the way the word daddy has been sexualized. It's giving daddy issues, to be honest, but you didn't hear that from me. I didn't say that. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Adults in my business. This friend of my parents called my mom recently and asked her about me like the typical how are you how are the kids but he specifically asked about me and he was like "Hmm, how old is she now when will you invite us to come and eat rice now and bless my mother she was like what do you mean and the man was like is there anyone whispering in her ear now any young man and my mom was like no and the guy was like how will you know where is she let me talk to her (sighs) my mom came over and was like do you want to talk to him to which i said no obviously (laughs) and she was like she doesn't want to talk to you and the man was like give her the phone so many things about this interaction bother me okay First of all, why are you bothered about my love life? You're not my family. You're not my friend. Why are you bothered? Secondly, what makes you think you will know or be invited to my wedding whenever I do have one? Why are you asking my mother all these questions? Why are you being persistent about speaking to me? Do you lack basic human respect? If a mother says her child doesn't want to talk to you, why insist? If you weren't going to believe her when she said no, then you probably shouldn't have asked her in the first place. It's it's the disrespect for me. It is it really is. I I I hated it. The way he talked down to her, the way he just spoke to her like he had rights. I know this isn't true for any everyone, but my mom and I have a very close relationship. Um it's bordering on like friendship at this point at this stage of our lives and my mom is one of the closest people to me if my mom doesn't know something about me it's because I'm actively keeping that thing away from her I do not think that there will be a man in my life that I consider endgame and my mother would not know if she doesn't know then that means I'm not sure about this guy that's it she knows about every single failed interaction with the guy but she knows about it after the fact once i'm done with the guy i'm like yeah no this one's not gonna work i tell her about him that's just the relationship i have with my mother and i I do understand that you can't you know assume that everyone has this relationship um but i would think that if you ask the mother about her child and she said no she's not talking to anyone at the moment you would just say okay you wouldn't probe and prod like you know me better than she does you have not seen me for over a decade you don't know me why how very dare you nah i was so annoyed (laughs) 
I was pissed off and I knew my mom was super uncomfortable because she she doesn't do these sort of interactions she doesn't do confrontation she really doesn't um so I took the phone from her I took the phone from her I was like okay I'm gonna talk to this man let's see what he has to say and I'm sure he could hear the disgust in my voice this man fully arranged his mouth and asked me when I will get married and if there's anyone in my life and I was like no and I'm just gonna say this now no is a full sentence no is a full sentence you don't need to expand you don't need to elaborate you don't need to explain anything to anyone you don't want to explain anything to it's a full sentence and that's where I stopped I said no and he was like why so clearly this man first of all is disrespectful secondly does not know how to take hints so i said i haven't found anyone and currently i'm focused on my career making money growing my business that's what i'm focused on at the moment and he was like but you're not the one who does the looking now that's the man's job you just get chosen (coughs) god okay it took everything in me not to say so why are you asking me then if it's not my responsibility first of all you're sexist and your patriarchy whatever is showing secondly common sense is also not with you because you ask me why i haven't found a man but you don't believe i should be the one looking for a man a man should be looking for me so why are you not asking the man why are you asking me am i supposed to know somebody who is still in the process of looking for me who have not found me yet And then if I choose not to tell you, is that a problem? Oh, God, anyway. I'm not sure what I said, but I think I told him something along the lines of whatever happens will happen in God's time. And if he has any more questions, he should ask God. And I gave the phone back to my mom. In all honesty, I'm grateful to my mom because Lord knows how many similar calls she has to deal with from people she knows. It must be really difficult having a westernized child who will clap back at an adult if they do too much. The whole keeping up appearances for people who are just acquaintances is not for me. Um, Maybe that's why she deals with them herself. (laughs) I'm kind of looking forward to the day when some person who knew me when I was three or fed me when I was one and a half or glanced my way in passing when I was six months thinks they're entitled to information about my love life or my life in general and asks me intrusive questions I will read them fulfilled and enjoy every second like the messy side of me is very excited for this day I'm preparing for it every day The worst they'll do is say westernization has ruined me. I'm okay with that. (laughs) So during my time in the streets, I learned a new phrase, struggle love. I feel like I'd heard it in passing, but I wasn't quite sure what it meant and how it affected dating. So I did a little research and I found a whole blog post on it at www.spiritedbytruth.com. I'll include the link in the show notes, but basically, They define struggle love as a term to describe a woman who constantly finds herself in relationships with men who do not have their affairs in order. 
Struggle Love pays homage to the ride or die chick. Both terms are definitely not endearing. However, these types of messages are constantly part of the socialization of women. From a young age, women are put in positions of caregivers and somehow it is hardly ever mentioned how a partner is supposed to care for them in return. It is a patriarchal message that basically states you have to produce or perform in order to receive love from another person. You have seen the displays everywhere from reality TV shows to Beyonce and Jay-Z imitating Bonnie and Clyde. Kim Kardashian, in response to criticism of Kanye West, tweeted, I will always ride for my man. Oh shoot, this is recent. (laughs) It also says... What happens to the woman who is always riding for her man? What happens to her mental, physical and spiritual health by always focusing on others' needs? What happens when struggle love becomes exhausting and burdensome? There are also countless movies that put women in a position to always have unconditional love for her man. There are not too many movies or videos that show a woman who is constantly cheating, having some sort of addiction not being able to work or care for herself or does not show value to her partner if there is such a movie the woman is often criticized as lazy not a good woman a horrible mother a gold digger or selfish however in struggle love when men are in the same situation we are told to work with him he's a good man just having bad luck he's your child's father keep him or You better have sex with him often because there will always be another woman who will. This reminds me of that poem I read about falling in love with potential. This this is it right here. But anyway, let me continue. All these statements are fear-based messages that women learn at an early age about relationships. In struggle love, a woman might find herself constantly lying about the status of her relationship. She might find it embarrassing that she is actually taking care of a man and child rearing a grown man while he is at home in another woman's DMs or playing video games all day. Oof, stray bullet just caught me. Wow, oh my god. Struggle love looks different for many women. So I was going to read only a bit of this, but I felt like every part was important and needed to be said. It then goes on to list a few common traits and struggle love like an unemployed partner who isn't actively looking for work and is financially dependent on you and it even says struggle love is you seeking a project in another individual in hopes to fix them in quote or if you feel the individual has potential in quote you will go out of your way to try to mold them to your expectations to a fault. The crazy part is what it says next. There is a psychological word for this type of relationship pattern called codependency. Struggle love sounds so much more fun and exciting. It does? Really? So there's people out here thinking struggling in love sounds fun and exciting. Wonderful. Anyway... But is struggling to be visible and loved in a relationship something worth striving for? Let's call a spade a spade. It is not struggle love, it is codependency. Codependency is an individual disorder expressed in relationships. Codependents hyperfocus on giving their love and respect care freely and abundantly to others 
while feeling undervalued, dismissed or not demanding the same from others. Codependents want reciprocity and mutuality in relationships but do not know how to get it. Codependents are attracted to a main type of person, usually someone who is an emotional manipulator, which they discuss later in the series that they've done. And the cycle of struggle love is the same as a codependent and emotional manipulator relationship cycle. So I've got the little diagram for the cycle here and I'll just read the different bits of it. So it says, a codependent gives love, respect and care abundantly, which leads to the codependent not receiving the same love, respect and care from partner. So the codependent begins to believe they are not worthy of love or blames themselves. And that leads to the codependent feeling uh, upset and resentful towards their partner, feeling undervalued, dismissed. Uh, due to non-mutuality and then the codependent feels dissatisfaction in relationship however they stay with partner anyways which then leads to the codependent giving more love respect and care abundantly and thus continues the codependency and emotional manipulator relationship cycle how very very interesting I found it pretty fascinating and it's a very short read so if you have the time definitely check it out i will link it in the show notes and on youtube in the description box um when i first heard the phrase i initially thought it might be one of those self-sacrificial situations that happen in a relationship and is championed as something women should aspire to i was kind of right and i'm going to be watching out for that because I didn't come to this life to suffer at the hands of someone's son, okay? And speaking of someone's son, I hope someone's son is preparing for a relationship as much as I am. I want to be with someone who wants to be a good boyfriend, fiance, husband, as opposed to someone who wants a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife, God help me, a baby mother. There's nothing wrong with being a baby mother, it's just not part of my five-year plan okay if it ends up happening cool we move still but it's not part of the plan okay because i know there are people out there who actually plan to be baby mothers they they go into it strictly to bond and leave the man and i can see the pros in that to be honest i'm not even gonna lie but that's not my plan cool anyway i need intentionality and i need decisiveness Okay, so quickly going back to that slimy man who said how I need to sit and wait to be chosen but also be subject to stupid questions about why I haven't been chosen yet. I best stop before I start calling him names. Anyway, I think I tried online dating to put myself out there because sitting and waiting to be chosen is just not my destiny. I mean, look at my ex for example. Ew. I do the choosing, thank you so much. I mean, I have eyes and I know what I like, you know, so if I choose you and you choose me back, we're winning, but I don't want a situation where you just choose me alone. And I mean, if I choose you and you're not showing any interest in me, I'm on to the next one, baby. (laughs) I'm not wasting time. I'm sorry. (laughs) And with online dating, I'm in my own home and I can try to figure out who this person is before I actually attempt to go see them in person. But after I made my profiles, I realized it wasn't enough and I actually had to shoot my shot. 
no that's a lie <laughs> the truth is some men with gremlin like personalities were swiping right sabi left the way that means they like me that's how they were swiping they were doing that and a part of me was kind of offended because i was like i can definitely do better and they were not trying to impress you know they were out here not caring about first impressions like it was a given that i would be interested in them and they they had terrible personalities so i started shooting my shot and i love it i've gotten a few rejections actually and i thought it would hurt but i felt fine <laughs> it's great actually being excited to connect with someone because they're actually your type and let's be clear i have seen cute guys with red flag personalities and i've passed red flags will never be my type okay so quickly going back to high school i don't think i've ever mentioned this but i was always told i was wife material what the fuck does that even mean it would honestly annoy me then and now i feel like it was bs to convince me that if i got attention it was because i was someone's end game and it didn't matter if the guy went through hundreds of girls before settling with me because it wasn't settling no he was choosing me to win the award of being his last bus stop now there's nothing wrong with you know dating if a man's dated hundreds of girls that's that's his choice and if a woman's dated hundreds of men that's also their choice but it just felt like it was them telling me that i shouldn't date and i shouldn't do what they're doing because i was above that and I, I i was better than that but then how can i be better than that and then end up with someone who did the exact same thing like it it the math was not mathing it wasn't adding up and i can't articulate how shitty it just it makes you feel so all these girls are worthy of your affection and i should sit here twiddling my thumbs waiting for you to be done playing games to cuff me this is the kind of shit i feel that makes women fight women you're resentful of a woman because she made the decision to put herself out there and date and you didn't because someone lied to you and said if you patiently wait you will be rewarded with a man as if you know being with a man is not hard work and does not come with its own trials and tribulations it's not all rosy is it a reward if there's trials that come with it do you get what i mean like it's definitely worked out for some people but i believe knowledge is power and while i'm not saying to anyone to have a thousand sexual partners i really don't care what you do i think there are some things you learn about men and their nuanced behavior when you actually date them thankfully we have the internet now and information is more readily available for us homebodies today <laughs> see eh i just want to flirt without consequences yo talking about wife material like anybody wants to be your wife while we're here i'll just put out a quick psa stop asking your peers when did we marry especially guys don't seriously ask your female friends when they'll get married like i mean if it's a joke and you lot both of you understand it's a joke and it's funny to both of you cool do what you want to do but i've had people my age that i went to school with and they're single ask me when i'll get married and when i'll have kids and i throw the question back at them like what about you and they always go oh i have time 
And I don't? What? Please, oh, don't do it. Just, just stop it. It's very stupid. It's stupid. Don't do it. So now I'm shooting my shot and naturally I have to go out on dates and I don't know the first thing about dating etiquette. And I remember a while ago, um, this girl went viral for getting an intentional gift for her date. Intentional, meaning something he's mentioned being interested in while they were chatting. And she got the gift for free. She didn't pay nothing for it. And I was like, oh my God, I need to take notes and learn how to, you know, make a good first impression too. But the internet decided to be angry with her. People were banging on about her operating in masculine energy. Like there's one definition for femininity. And some people were saying how women are the prize and she shouldn't have to get him gifts. Rather, he should get her stuff. I even saw a clip. This is unrelated, but it happened. I saw everything in the same week. But I saw a clip from some show that looked like uh, Backchat London but not the OG cast, so maybe it was a new season. I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't find them entertaining anyway. Um, <laughs> but this girl on the show was like, she wants to be a stay-at-home wife and mom and not work. And I was like, okay, that's fair. That's some people's dream. Yeah, cool. And then she was like, oh, I will not be getting my man birthday gifts or gifts in general because I'm the prize. <laughs> I don't know why, but that made me laugh so hard when I heard it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> you were you were doing so well. <laughs> and then you had to say that. What does this now mean? <laughs> it sounded so entitled. Then one of the guys was like, what happens if, God forbid, your man has an accident and can't work anymore? And I was like, that's a very good question. I like that you had the sense to ask this question. Let's see what this girl says. And she said, I'll leave and find another man. Bruh. What? When I tell you I lost it, I lost it for a solid 10 minutes. I laughed so hard because honestly, that had to be a sketch. That, that, that had to be a sketch it, that, that can't be real now that can't be real I hope it was a sketch because what the actual fuck like so now marriage is your occupation ah it's like me saying oh they didn't pay me in my work so I moved on to a different job so now ma- wow like I feel like it was real but I hope it's fake the whole mindset behind being upset with this um, girl that got her date a gift is giving competition like you're angry at her for trying to make a good impression because now you'll be held to that standard and it's not even a standard it was just a nice gesture and it let him know that she listens to him and values what he has to say who doesn't want to feel seen and heard and valued why is it a competition for who can be the best prize like we're so caught up trying to be the prize we can't just do what we want we can't just make genuine connections with people and be sincere without all the extra BS. As for me, myself and I, I will be taking notes because I want to make a good first impression like Cigarette Bay. Thank you very much. And I don't know the first thing about dating, so... <laughs> Jesus, I can't be out here looking a fool. 
as you may or may not know i live in a predominantly white city <laughs> so these apps are out here showing me all the milky palm colored means and i don't like it i always say to my friend that white men stress me out because what if he's a serial killer what if he fetishizes black women what if he's racist and hiding it what if he tries to gaslight black women when they talk about microaggression they've been subject to the advice i usually get is to be careful and while i'm not opposed to an interracial relationship i'm actually open to it to be honest uh because what we won't do in the year of our law 2022 is limit ourselves amen i've got fears <laughs> regarding it okay and i will be proceeding with the most caution because i don't know if you guys know this but um a girl was killed um after having a bumble date okay a black woman was killed and the media made it look like she was a gold digger trying to uh finesse this old man meanwhile she was just a young girl in her 20s who went on a date with someone who showed interest in her online and she ended up dead and i tried to read up on the case because i I'm very interested in true crime and it's so heartbreaking. Her family wasn't even notified by the police. The police basically said, oh, you seem like a good man. Yeah, we'll we'll let you go. After seeing this girl laying in a pool of her own blood, just dead beside the man. Like, I put a picture up on the screen for the people who actually watch the visuals. She is so beautiful. And to think that one date cost her her entire life her whole future it cost her whole family and everyone who loves her someone that they love it it's so sad dating as a black woman is an extreme sport you go to black men because you are black and they want to make you feel like well not all of them but the loudest ones want to make you feel like you're not deserving of their love because you're black like negro you're black too they make you feel less than you go to interracial and you're fearing for your life and so many women so many black women say this as a joke but every single time a black woman goes out on a date with a white man another race man the first thing they do is they tell all their friends and they're like listen call me in 30 minutes if i don't pick up call the police like and we laugh about it we, we joke about it but it's real we're out here scared for our lives i think this is the reason why i put dating off for so long like the first part being that obviously i needed to heal from whatever it was that i dealt with in the first relationship that's fine but then it got to a point where i actually like according to nigerians my tear I actually saw the realities of dating and being in the dating pool and just actively trying to date and find the right person it can be scary as shit and let's not forget tinder swindler oh god i'm sorry but tinder swindler is such a tongue twister for me but i'd rather say tinder swindler than say his actual name because i don't know his last name and i don't know how to pronounce it so it's gonna be tinder swindler for me okay i'm gonna call him that or i'll call him ts i'm just gonna go by how i feel okay cool but this tinder swindler guy he gives me the same vibes i got when i saw 
Ted Bundy. <laughs> Let me explain. Okay. So with Ted Bundy, the general consensus is that he lured women with his charisma and his charm and his good looks. And I was like, good looks where? <laughs> good looks where? Where is his face? Because I don't see it. He, he looked to me like an up his ass basic looking white man. Like his face is slightly scary to me. He's got crazy eyes. Maybe it's because I know who he is. But aside from that though, he's regular looking. He looks like a regular, regular white man. And it's the same feeling I got with a Tinder swindler. I think his name is Simon. Simon something. I don't remember the last name. I still can't remember it. I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's probably good that I don't remember it. Because even if I did, I probably still wouldn't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> But the Tinder Swindler guy is just, he's a basic looking white man. And so many women were like, oh, he's a good looking white man. He looks so handsome. Where? Like this, he would walk by me on the street and I wouldn't even notice him. But anyway, maybe there's something wrong with my eyes. And also, if a white man asked me to go out on a date on a private plane or jet, I would block him. I would block him because why the fuck are you flanging me out if not to turn me into a slave of some sort or have my organs or sell me off like no and I know you're probably listening to this thinking she has an overactive imagination but so did the women who decided to go on this private jet dates and take out loans in cash for him look where that got them my overactive imagination is keeping me out of debt and safe. Thank you so much. I haven't actually watched the documentary thing on Netflix because uh, it would piss me all the way off and I don't need that kind of energy right now. <laughs> I'm so glad that there weren't any black women on that show. Documentary. I don't know what is the thing. I'm not sure I know many black women who would even be able to get a loan for that much money in the first place. Um, It's giving lots of privilege, to be perfectly honest. And it gave me so much joy watching black people all over the world collectively go, couldn't be me, when they watched the documentary. It was so funny. It was so funny. Not the situation. The situation is terrible. The reaction of black people comedy if your enemies are after you go to jesus not me about peter's down send money you cannot grace before you start to make request i'd have turned into a judge mother with a quickness and then blocked you are you okay he would have been shocked apparently he scammed some people pretending to be a nanny or something and that is terrifying that's terrifying my camera died I don't know where I stopped. Anyway, apparently he scammed some people pretending to be a nanny and that is terrifying. Um, But yeah, we're trying to avoid foolish men like those. So I hear the women that he swindled have a GoFundMe to help pay off their debt. Good for them. Uh, I will not be putting the money that I don't have in there. (laughs) good luck to them on paying off that debt um hopefully netflix pays them for the documentary and i hope it's enough to pay off what they owe 
Imagine they actually get paid from Netflix but don't want to use it to pay off the debt and are hoping the GoFundMe pays for it so they can keep the Netflix bag. That would be insane. Um, none of that is factual. Please, before they sue me for the full amount plus tax. Apparently, he, the swindler from the streets of Tinder, might be getting his own dating show. Which is absolutely crazy and wild to me. But I can see that happening because Hollywood is an interesting place. Will I be watching? I, I don't believe so, but let's wait and see if it comes out first. And now for the final segment of this episode, things I saw online. So this is a little segment that I'm introducing on the podcast where I talk about or introduce something I found online. I found this post online by Owawa. In my head, I've always called her Ohawa, but it's Owawa. Anyway, it's basically talking about how dating later in life as a woman changes your perspective on dating and makes it um, challenging, for lack of a better word. In next week's episode, I will go through the actual post and give my two cents. Hopefully I don't cry, but it is what it is. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening today. And if you enjoyed, please give this a five-star rating wherever you're listening to it. And I hope you join me again next week, Wednesday, for another episode on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts. And on Friday on the How It's Doing Me YouTube channel with the visuals. Leave me a comment while you're there and let's have a conversation. Finally, check out howitsdoingmepodcast.com for the audio transcripts coming soon. And I will leave all the links in the show notes below. I've been your host, Zuru. You can find me on my personal channel, Zuru. And all my socials are linked in the show notes as well. Special thanks to me for doing all the hard work to bring this to life. And to you for listening and making it all worth it. Thank you so much and I will see you next week.